What's up, George? What's going on in the House of Craze tonight? In the House of Craze tonight, we have Mr. Mark Torres and Peter Palmiotti. We're going to be talking about Designated, his book that's on Kickstarter right now. And, you know, we're just going to shoot the ish a little bit, you know, just chat it, chat it up. So that's coming up next. It's coming up next. Let's get it. <laughs> Show for independence all around, giving you a platform to spread your word all over town. Cast the craze is the place to promote to your fans with the dream of Medina and Sam the Crazy Man. Subscribe to our show and never miss an episode. It's time to get your mans, listen to us on the go. Updated every week, we never miss a day. Join the squad, come on in. It's time to cast the craze. If you are an independent, cast the craze. Make a move on your own, cast the craze. On your grind in the streets, cast the craze. Join the movement. Catch the craze. Yeah, George, we did it again. Come on now. Now you want to do it. Catch the craze. Welcome to Catch the Crazy Podcast. I'm your host with the most, the crazy man, Vera, and I am with George, the Dream of Medina. What's happening, everyone? Welcome to another exciting episode <laughs> of Catch the Craze. We are live tonight. It's an early show. We have a very special guest. Mr. Mark Torres is going to be on the show with us, talking to us about his new book, Designated, which is on Kickstarter right now. But before we get to him, we want to let you know that, you know, you can subscribe to the channel. Please do. And like, comment, do all those things. We're going to be talking to, to uh, Mark in a few minutes. And if you have questions, you know, put them up in the chat. If you have questions after the show goes live, just put them in the comments below and we'll get to you. But, uh, yeah, that's what's going on today. What's going on with you, Sammy? How you doing, brother? A couple of things. I want to say thank you to the subscribers and thank you to the silent watchers who have contributed to getting us to 100,000 views. So that is fantastic. Yay! That means, you know, cause you know, when you look at the subscribers, like how with, with, I don't know how many subscribers we have, 600 or something. Um, 619, 620. 619, right? Um, you would think like, how did, were they able to do that? But when I look at the analytics, we have a lot, we 70% of our viewership are not subscribed. So we, and, and it's an international. So we're big in Indonesia and India, and, you know, so it's, um, so we get a lot of viewers um, that are not subscribers, but that's pretty dope. So thank you so much for getting us to 100,000 views. That's awesome. Now we just need to get to a thousand subscribers so we can start getting monetized. So I can stop paying some of these bills that keep on uh, climbing up the charts. You know, you know, this brokepreneur is now, uh, you know, going to be outside selling hot dogs <laughs> very soon. You have a lemonade stand out there. You know what I mean? Yeah, All me. that. Okay. <laughs> oh, yes. But, uh, oh, yes, yes but uh, um, if you haven't done so already, sign up for the launch of this Nailing in My Toilet issue number three, I Chihuahua on Kickstarter. Thank you to the 71 um, who have signed up already. I truly appreciate everybody who has signed up. And remember, if you do sign up, uh, send me your email. Let me know that you signed up and I'll send you this digital print of Duty's Monsters on Planet Cthulhu. Now, if you signed up and you emailed me and then you backed it for physical tier, you'll get that physical print as well. And that ties into Duty's Monsters on Planet Cthulhu, 
a standalone story that I did just for this campaign where duty goes on another adventure um, uh, to the outer rim. And there's this myth mystical creature that's um, duty doesn't even know what he's getting himself into. So he's about to uh, learn the hard way why he should have stood on Uranus. And, uh, but it's going to be fun. <laughs> it's going to be fun. It's, it's awesome. I just finished page 19. I'm down to the last what five pages. So it's pretty dope. And, um, i um, come down to the Arlington Comic Fest this weekend. I'll be there, booth number 25. Um, and I'll be there with uh, some original art like these. Show you some of these. These are original acrylic paintings. Look at this. Duty as Popeye. Popeye. Uh, Duty as Batman. So all the stuff that I did on my live stream, I decided to recreate in acrylic paintings. So these will be available for sale. They're five by seven paintings that you can hang on your wall. And uh, Duty as... Uh, Charlie Brown, and I'll have about six paintings for this weekend's show. Um, I won't be doing any acrylic paintings live there. So uh, uh, anybody who's watching this who's going to be at the show and wants something different than you saw there, you have to hit me up now because um, at the event I won't be doing because it takes two days to do these paintings. The first layer, um, I, leave, I leave it overnight to dry, then I do the second layer of colors. Um, but yes, I'll be there with uh, the books and I'll be there with um, sketch cards and sketch covers and uh, commission art. And um, uh, all the books have been shipped. So issue number two has been shipped out already. So um, I looked at the tracking numbers. Everything's in route. So some of you will be getting it today, tomorrow, Saturday, Monday. So uh, I'm excited about that. And I can't wait. Please let me know what you thought. Send me some selfies. I'm excited about that. Um, and I do want to shout out. I do want to shout out uh, an artist that reached out to me, um, Dwayne Ki Kiwi Khan, uh, Dawin Kiwi Khan. I I, I I can't get the name is <laughs> Dwayne. I would say Dwayne Kiwi Khan. Anyway, so he hit me up. He really liked this uh, duty, and he wanted to do a piece. So he's um doing a a, a piece. I can't wait to see what that looks like. So cool. thank you um um for even uh, even offering. That's pretty awesome. Nice, brother. Nice. Yeah, yeah. On my on my end, you know, all the wonderful books have been sent out. You guys should be getting them. I'm seeing a lot of people post on uh, on Facebook and Instagram. So thank I got you guys for no. I'm saving <laughs> yours for last. I haven't sent you yours yet. I'm I, debating. Know. I don't even know. I may. I may not. Uh, I said. I said um, yours and Johnny's to your house. Oh, great. Um, <laughs> fabulous. That's fabulous. Johnny, I'm Johnny has stuff. like Johnny's is this thick. <laughs> so Keep your stuff. Keep it. Can you not interrupt while I'm speaking, please, sir? <laughs> Jesus, where, where, where's where, where your man is? Where your man is? Man is this? You're very, you're, you're, I, I can tell what you're going to say already. Uh, no, but everything has been shipped out. Uh, make sure you check out the uh, the website getyourmeds.com. I have you know my other books in there. I have my uh, t-shirts t-shirt designs, all that other fun stuff. And uh, so that's what's going on down here. Oh, you know what I wanted to also mention? Um, so last year, last year, it was episode 214. Okay, 214, we had a guest. That was around November. It was around the holidays. We had uh, our first and only puppeteer. What's up, Aurelis? Yeah, first and only was a great show. Yeah, Mima's Puppets, right? And so I was, I was on social media and I just found out that she is going to be part of the cast of Sesame Street musical, the Sesame Street musical that's what? happening. Yeah, that's happening. That's happening here in New York City. Yeah, I think it starts September 8th off Broadway. And she managed to be one of the cast members. So she's making her dream come true. Now, if you guys watch the show, young lady, you know, um, we, we, we jumpstart her career. 
Yo, I don't know, man, but Yo, she's bro. been she's been wanting to do this. This is this is like her dream to be that a puppeteer. Awesome. And she was, you know, she did the work, she took the classes, she has her own channel, so you guys can check it out. Uh, me and uh, type in Mia Puppets on uh, on Instagram, and you'll you gotta see get her it. back on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll have to do a little follow up. But I'm, I was very excited and very happy to hear that she actually is uh, is one of the cast members on the Sesame Street musical. So that's freaking awesome. Oh, so listen, so dreams do come true. So keep keep going. That's awesome. Yeah, no, for sure, yeah, definitely, definitely. So yeah, yeah it was it was. Cool. I mean, I, if you watched that show, I don't think George stopped laughing. Throughout the entire, I, I, was I, think giggling, his, bro. I think his cheeks must have hurt by the time the show was over. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because she she was doing her whole puppet thing, and yeah. she was good. She, she was, was good. really, really, really good, good yeah. man. Great personality, a yeah. lot of energy. Um, yeah. It was a really good show. Yeah, no, no, she's uh, she's doing her thing. So congratulations uh, to me, and thank you for being on the show last yeah. year, episode two fourteen, bro, two fourteen. That's over two hundred episodes ago. <laughs> Yeah, this is what four fifty four. Yes, that's yes. crazy. It's insane how time flies, man. But yeah, no. there's over there's eight hundred and thirty something videos on this channel. Yeah, yeah, and the views are climbing, man. So we're doing. Thank you very much, everyone. To the top. Listen, the road to a thousand is still still happening. We're trying to get there. So hopefully, with your help, we will. Yeah. And big shout out to all everybody who's watching right now. Let us know. Let us know who you are. Say hello. What's going on? Who is you be? Yo, what's up, Aníbal? Aníbal just popped up in there. Yeah, he's catching the Yeah, man. So, uh, so that's what's going on. But I, I can't believe that the show that you're doing this weekend is already here, bro. Like I, it was like yesterday. You, you were promoting it. You were like, yeah, I'll be there on August 20th. I'm like, that's a while from now, dude. This back weekend, to, yeah, it's crazy. It's back to back. <laughs> Number one is the first time. It's it, it's it's only Saturday and Sunday, so it's not a Friday, which is really pretty awesome because Friday, you know, I get to do the last minute stuff and pack and all that stuff. Yeah. But, um, um, but not only that, I mean, I have this and then I have the one next weekend. So I have yeah. two back to back and yeah. then, um, and then it's, uh, get a job time right, right after that. But no, I'm excited. I'm excited about doing the show. I think, um, they've been reposting my posts, you know, yeah. shout out to uh Cowtown comic, uh, Cow comic con. I'm doing that in, in October. Cowtown, but they've been like um uh, following all my posts um and liking everything. Um, I guess because you know me, I'm a I'm a promotional slut puppy. So I am always out there wow. like, <laughs> like, like hey. hey. Wow. <laughs> I'm working those streets, baby. So, so you know, I post every day and, um that I'm gonna be at you know Arlington and then um starting this weekend, I'll start promoting the fact I'm be at Denton. Um you know, so, uh, yeah, they've been watching. Shout out to Cowtown Comic Con, um, you know, and everybody. They've asked a lot of good questions, and they, they've, um, you know, I, it was an easy transition with all of them. Um, so I'm excited about it. I'm excited. As is going with me, um, we're going to be rocking out this weekend, and, um, you know, it's going to be fun. And, and the good thing is it's only 12 to 7 on Saturday and 12 to 5 on Sunday. I so, know. That, that, that's what I was going to say. The times, too. They're, like, late, late times. Like, I think it's because people are big um, breakfast brunch eaters or whatever here in Texas and all that stuff, whatever. I think that has to do. And in the mornings, the kids go to softball games and baseball, soccer games, all that stuff. So they take the kids on Saturday mornings to, to the tournaments. So I think there's a lot, it's very sports oriented. So I think they did uh, it that way. I, I wonder what happens when football season starts. I wonder if conventions even go on Sunday because Sunday and, and even, and that's probably why they don't do Friday because Friday's a big high school football night. And that's probably why they didn't do any Friday. They don't do any Friday or that convention. Yeah, when does football season start? September, September 11th. Well, October, you got the 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 uh, fan fest, which is three days. It's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, yeah. So that's gonna be that's gonna be interesting. 
But yeah, that's yeah, right. no, it's, it's cool. actually smaller than the the mm-hmm. Fan Expo because the Fan Fest has, I think they said twenty thousand people, where the Fan Expo brought in eighty thousand. So they're, they're, it must be sports oriented because it's such a significant drop. Yeah. And then around that time, it's also New York Comic Con, and you got I think drag. Uh, I don't know what is it. There's several other cons going on at the same time. Big cons. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, good stuff, man. Good stuff. There's a lot. There's a lot going on. I mean, listen. Every day you see new Kickstarters popping up. You know, everybody's dropping. Oh, out of control. Out of control. There's just so many, so many. Yours is coming up September 20th. Make sure you guys sign up. If you guys missed that uh, opening, make sure you sign up to the pre-launch page. Yes. Uh, and if you're watching, you're one of the 71 people who have signed up. Thank you so much. I truly appreciate your support. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hit, up the, hit, hit the thumbs up. If you signed up to the campaign already, hit, hit the, hit the uh, thumbs up or say in the chat, hey, yo, I signed up. Um, but what was going to say? No. So talking about Kickstarter. So our, our friend who's in the back room, and I, I think, I don't know if Peter's there already. but um, yeah, he's there. Okay, they decided to uh, to you know, throw their, their, their hat in the ring of uh, Kickstarter. And we're going to be talking yeah. to them. In a few yeah. minutes, because I know that uh, I know that Mark was thinking about going to Zoop, changed it, switched it out, went Zoop, over there to, it is. went over to Kickstarter. So I wonder what you know what the pros and cons of each. Maybe he can talk to us a little bit about that. And obviously, if you guys haven't done so yet, type in designate uh, designated on the uh, on the search, or just hit the link and uh, you know check it but, out. Check but it also, out. Uh, uh, just shout out to Grant Lankard who sh- who who launched Beowulf. Mm-hmm. Shout out to um. Um, damn, what's his name? Who he launched tights? Yeah, um, Chris, Chris Wigan. Oh, he launched yeah. tights. Yeah, shout out to Bushy Boo who made his goal. Um, shout out to um Ray Felix who launched his campaign. Um, you know, uh, there's just a lot of cats that uh, you know what, you know, much success to all of you guys out there. But also, doesn't um, we just showed a promo when we started. What was that promo about? That was Paul Hayden. He's got, uh, he's celebrating two years in the publishing business. He has a small publishing company. It's mm-hmm. called, uh, it's called ASAP Imagination, ASAP Imagination. And he's been in the business for about two years and he's doing very well. So he's very excited about his two year anniversary. So he's putting together his own uh, virtual, yo, what up, Gil? His own virtual uh, convention or virtual, you know, it's called AnyoneCon. And that's what we showed at the beginning. Anyone and can go. Yeah, and and it's it is happening uh, uh, August twenty fifth and twenty sixth. So make sure you check that out. He's gonna have games. He's gonna be uh, giving things away. Really, really cool dude, uh, Paul Hayden. So if you haven't done so yet, go to ASAP Imagination on Instagram. Give him a follow and yeah. check that out. Check out his uh, his uh, you know his uh, his con when it comes out. But yeah, that's Word. what that was all about. Word. A big shout out to him. Yeah, so uh, we're going to cut to commercial break, and when we come back, we're going to bring in our guests who have been anxiously waiting and chomping at the bits to talk about designated. But have you subscribed to Cast the Craze podcast? Why haven't you? These guys have. It's Monty Moore. I'm a 30-year comics veteran in comics, games, and movies, and you've been watching one of my absolute favorite podcast catch the craze you are watching catch the craze what am i listening to and you're listening to catch the craze where are all the indies at a catch the craze podcast what are you watching i'm watching catch the craze what are you gonna do subscribe now to catch the craze the number one show online for independent have you subscribed to you are an independent catch the craze Making moves on your own. Catch the craze. On your grind in the streets. Catch the craze. Join the movement. Catch the craze. 
All right, welcome, 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 Peter Palmiotti and Mark Torres. What's going on? Hello, hello. Do we get to also welcome George because he's also on the project as a guest? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right, that's right. Yes, yes, welcome me. Thank you, thank you, Mark. Thank you for remembering the, the letter. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of love. There's a lot of love in this room, as Mark could see in the back room earlier today. Like this. Word. But what's going on, Mark? How you doing, Peter? What's going on? How's everybody doing tonight? Doing okay. Doing okay. Been just busy, busy, busy. There you go. And Mark, I know you've been busy. You guys have been uh, making the rounds. Yeah, we are 17 days in, and this is probably over 17 different live streams we've done. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! Now listen, I, I was I was listening to. Uh, to an, I think it was like an older episode of where you have Christian Lewis on your show. Uh, back in, I think it was like the July episode. On your show, it came from the radio, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. Mm -hmm. um, and you guys, and you were promoting this. You were promoting Designated even back then. You were, still, you were starting to talk about it. So when you were booking yourself on these shows, bro, like how far in advance were you booking? Did you have to, like, were some people saying, hey, we, don't, we can't book you now? Like what was, what was that process like for you just trying to get it on these shows? So with me, um, our show, our, our uh, interviews, some of them are like months back. So I always tell everybody, plan in advance, plan in advance. And I know Sam also is like, plan in advance. I need to have some time to work to get it all done. So um, I reached out. Once I knew what I was going to do, once we knew about the launch date, I immediately started asking everybody. So I would say about a good month and a half out before yeah. we even launched was when uh, I started asking people. And it was pretty easy because there was enough time. It was like, oh, plenty of time. Thanks, we'll work it out. Yeah, yeah, Pete's yeah. the one that's been going uh, last minute stuff, right, Pete? <laughs> that's me, last minute. Um, <laughs> I, I dropped a lot of uh, shows I know of uh, to Mark and, and he got in touch with them. Uh, but yeah, there were a few few people he didn't book and I inquired and yeah, we, we got a, what, another five episodes or something left. Shortlist. We have five as of right now, we have five more to go. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, so you pre-recorded one before you even came on and it's airing at eight o'clock right after right. this one. So yes. if you guys miss this, obviously there's another one. So finish um, watching this one and then go and over then, there and start from the beginning you and you can watch that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, so let, let's, let's introduce ourselves. So, so Peter, let's, let's start with you. Just introduce yourself to the audience. Who is Peter Palmiotti? Talk to us. I am Peter Palmiotti. I'm mostly been an inker since 1991, so just over 30 years. Uh, I've dabbled in everything else, but I have worked for Marvel and DC and uh, Valiant, uh, been published through Image, and mostly just a whole mess of independent comics throughout the years. Uh, and right now, along with Designated, I got uh, Wildcat Anthology, which is on IgG. Uh, and upcoming later this year, my own book, Retro, will finally see print. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Awesome. And I can't believe you say 91 and you say 30 years. And you're like, what? 91 was 31 years ago? That's insane, dude. <laughs> um, but Mark, so tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, I'm Mark Torres, close to the King from Radio, if you show the Big Apple Con. Uh, ever since I was born, I want to be in the comics. Uh, we've been doing the radio show. It's going to be our 20th anniversary uh, next year. 
uh, first show was um, around February uh, 20, 2003, because I know this because we were talking about the brand new Daredevil movie with Ben Affleck. That's how I remember <laughs> that day. Otherwise, I would never remember what day and time it was. Because I can always Google, when did Ben Affleck movie come out? Oh, it was that day? That's how I know. Um, I've been trying to get this book uh, out for about 30 years. And um, our show is now syndicated on FM station. We start off on an AM station, uh, 1240 AM WGBB. That's the oldest radio station in Long Island, which you guys have been to. Mm -hmm. And now we're on 88.1 FM WARY in Westchester County. If you actually live in Westchester County, you can hear us. Otherwise, you got to go online. We're in tons of online places. Just Google that. Uh, it came from radio. You can find us anywhere. That's awesome, dude. That's do you do you do you have a studio here in Westchester? Like, do you guys is it open? It's, uh, we we um, we recorded. We actually recorded the show at the Grindhouse Radio Station pre-pandemic, and then I just emailed them the file. Okay. Um, but now, because of pandemic, we actually are guerrilla styling the the show together. So I record my segment here. We do a virtual, and then we record segments, and that's why we're so backed up with interviews because we were still getting those interviews recorded. It's just a matter mm -hmm. of fitting them into our show. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, no, no. So, so even now, two years into this whole pandemic, you guys still can't go back into one enclosed location? Uh, I would not like to. <laughs> so, <laughs> one, of the, one, of the, one of the issues was that um, they didn't have ventilation in the studio. Oh, so man. I was like, I would like to, but this is kind of working for us as of right now. Mm -hmm. And we still have so many backlog uh, interviews. So right now it's working for us so i don't right. know what's going to happen in the future but this is what we got right now that's crazy man and we're going to go into how you got into the whole thing but i just wanted to ask peter so 91 right so how did you how did you break into the business pete just just to, just to go back to 91 do you remember what what it was how, how you broke in yeah i mean um so i was working a, a regular day job and um my brother calls me and asks me if i want to make a couple of extra bucks that night and uh it turns out he was helping mark uh texiera on an issue of ghostwriter mm -hmm. so uh me jimmy uh this guy ken branch and mark uh were up in the marvel bullpen this is uh wow. years back before security or anything <laughs> it's like we just walked up there and, and took over the bullpen uh, nobody else was in the office. I, I, I think we got very, very lucky. Um, and uh, Mark just started tossing pages around. Um, I was filling in blacks. Jimmy was inking backgrounds and figures. Ken was inking backgrounds. And Mark was penciling like a madman eating uh, donuts and drinking coffee. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was essentially 10 minutes, 10 minutes of doing that. Uh, I decided I wanted to work in comics. I mean, That's you know, I always loved comics. I, I was always an artist. Uh, I just didn't want to do it initially because it was too precious. But I, I, I was like, screw that. I want to. I want to do this. <laughs> did, uh, Peter, did you work with Rich Peretta? Yeah, uh, he was. He was my assistant for a little bit. Yeah, I had. Oh, wow. I had uh, yeah probably five different um, when when things were insane. Uh, yeah, we I'm had most him on known for Ackerman. And, and he's, yeah, yeah, we had him on the show. He was talking about the bullpen as well and the experiences back then. That's pretty fascinating. I mean, it's like every every young creative's dream back in know. those days. 
I know. Do you remember what issue it was, Peter? Yeah. What was the issue of, of, of Ghostwriter? Uh, I, I, I don't. I can, you know, I tried looking it up and figuring it out. I don't know. It was <laughs> one of his, one of his issues. I, I remember uh, there was a definite shot of. Uh, it was Danny Ketch, I guess, was a yeah. ghostwriter at the time. That's what I was going to ask. Uh, I think it was and, that one. Yeah, and um, I think he looked a little more like Clint Eastwood than, <laughs> than anything <laughs> else. And kind of remember yeah. him working on it. <laughs> That's freaking awesome, man. I mean, I, I was a uh, comment about the Daredevil uh, movie. That was his uh, first movie date with his then girlfriend, now wife, Gabby. So that has a special it's funny how these movies, man, they have special meanings for different reasons uh, for us sometimes. Like for you, for you, it was because that's that's what started off the the show. Uh, but so, so Mark, I, I, you started. It came from the radio at the time. It was it was called something else. It's called um, the comic book novice. Yeah, comic book novice show. And I remember you going into conventions and doing your thing with the camcorder and recording shows. What made you start doing that at that time? What what was it? Yeah. What was it that made you do that? It was a personal, um, it was a sneaky, sneaky way to get my comic book published. So everything I've always done, like I said, I always wanted to be in comics. And so one day I was driving home from the cemetery and I was listening on the radio. Hey, if you have a passion about something and you want to talk to experts in the field, call this number and you get your own show on the radio. And I'm like, Damn. I can talk to experts in the field and those experts might be able to get me into the industry and I can get my comic book published. That was the original idea of why I want to do that. But then when you have an idea, you want to, you don't want to, um, what's the, what's the word? You don't want to half-ass it. You want to be, yeah. you want to, if you want something, you want to be proud of it. So I'm like, yeah. all right. So once I decided I want to do it, I want to say, what can I do to make it the best show possible? So the idea at the time was I was going to make it like The View. So The View was just starting out. It was just getting popular. And it was a different uh, show on TV. It was different people from different walks of life talking about one similar topic. So I had myself. I was working at Blockbuster for at Blockbuster at the time. So I was ten years at Blockbuster. So well, I was like Blockbuster at the time. Hang out. Go ahead. <laughs> um, there was myself. Um, we had a coworker who was an older guy, and uh, he was really into comics of the old stuff. So like, all right, we got the old guy. Put him in there. I had myself. I was the host. So that was me. And then um, a friend who I had met at a, the comic book school that I went to before I went to Blockbuster. Uh, he was working at Wizard magazine at the time oh. so he was a person in the in, in the industry and in the inside it was hassan yeah hassan yeah. worked for wizard so yeah. i was like okay so i have the industry expert i have the old guy i have myself and i need one other person you had two girls uh one girl at the time and then we swapped out we were swapping out may uh, throughout the years but the original cast mm -hmm. was um was a girl uh, her name was jennifer and she didn't know anything about comics and that mm -hmm. made her the perfect person to have on the show because you can have somebody who doesn't know anything about comics and can ask questions that you wouldn't expect to ask in a conversation. Because when you have a comic conversation with people who know stuff, there's certain assumptions uh, that you would make. Right. Where or or some might... questions, some questions don't get asked. Right. Because you assume everybody knows. Yeah. Right. So the the idea was to have somebody to make to contact with the audience. And that was why it was called the comic book novice. So that way the average person can come and listen to the show. And we had comic book novice on the show who can ask questions for the audience. That was the idea of how that came to be. That's beautiful. Yeah, I remember, I remember our interview there. Um, mm -hmm. I still have the video of it, you know, that was, uh, yeah. 
It was a, wow. it was a fun time. <laughs> Not only that, we felt like it, we were big time. We're like, yo, we're yes. in the studio. We're like in the radio <laughs> studio, bro. Like, this is it. This is it. <laughs> it was like my dude on traveling. <laughs> Who is this Mark Torres guy? He's speaking cool. Um, and you so, came down to the studio multiple times, but yeah, I, yeah. I bring this up every time. I know. It was that one time you got into that car accident and you didn't make the show. <laughs> Damn and we're live, live. And we're like, well, where the hell are they? I guess they ain't coming. It was a twofold thing because we, we one we got lost, and then and then we had the accident. So it was like, yo, where is this place? Where are we? <laughs> We're gonna get robbed. Very true. Very true. Uh, Mark, you mentioned you. You met at, you met somebody at a comic book school. What comic book school were you going? You were going to, to a school for for comics, or yeah, to, it was the New that. York. It was the New York Academy of Comic Book Arts and Fantasy Illustration. It was hmm. in Manhattan, uh, four ten hmm. West Bonder and Tenth Street. Um, I remember that because I had to remember how to get there. It was my first time going to the city on my own on a regular basis. So I had to remember the name and the address in case I ever got lost in Manhattan. Um, there was a guy who was a he had his own special effects workshop, and um, he made some commercials back in the day where it was uh, football players and that they got a, it was called a gridiron, something about gridiron, horrors of the gridiron where they had like Jerry Rice and uh, Emmett Smith. And they went to this machine, it was for Coca-Cola and they turned out to be monsters. It was a very limited campaign, mm -hmm. but he designed the, the costumes for the special effects for that. So it was his studio and his thing. And that's why I met a whole bunch of people. Um, one of the teachers there was Russ Braun, who I'm still friends with now. And Russ Braun draws the boys. Uh, the comic oh, book. Right, right, right. So, nice. so yeah. That's cool, man. That's what I wanted to know. Um, what do you say? That's what I wanted to know. Yeah, uh, he wants to know. So and now, Peter, I'm gonna go to you. Did you go to school for for art and or specifically not, not necessarily inking, but did you have any formal training in in, in the arts before you jumped into comic? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, you know, I consider myself self-taught growing up, um, but I did go to high school of art and design for cartooning and animation, and I went to uh, New York Technical School in Brooklyn uh, for advertising art for two years. It's a four-year college, but I only did half of it. Um, and... You know, like art school back then is different than, you know, what's available now. Uh, but I had one really, really great teacher, Mr. Ferguson in high school. Um, you know, like throughout the years, I, I've always seen him come to like conventions. And when I was working on Aquaman, uh, he showed up and I was like, hey, look what I'm doing. And it was like, ah, oh, impressive. <laughs> and it was like <laughs> my best day ever, you know. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, yeah, it's like for inking specifically. That that's nothing. Nobody learns outside of comics because it's it's yeah. specifically a comic book skill. Um, you know, when I started in '91, um, you know, it's like I was I was doing stuff for my brother, so I was filling in blacks and eventually wor worked my way up to uh, inking backgrounds for him. I worked for. Uh, a couple of other inkers, you know, as, as I can get gigs. And um, and I went to conventions to find whatever independent work I can get. And I knew from day one that I kind of sucked as an anchor, but I worked <laughs> on my skill, you know, for like the first three years I worked every day, you know, 
throughout the night sometimes and just improved, improved, improved until I, I got better and, and can relax a little. Uh, <laughs> you know, eventually, like, when while I was working at uh, Valiant, uh, Jim Calfieri was working at too, and he saw my improvement, um, and that's what got me to gig on Aquaman. Him, oh, not man. the editor, because the editor right. was like, "Whatever Jim wants, Jim gets." So <laughs> they were looking for an that's anchor nice. and got in. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's that's great, man. Let's, you know, I, I feel like we can have you guys individually on the show and yeah. just talk so that's, much about like thinking. just your your careers and stuff. But, but I, but wanna, I we, yeah, we definitely yeah. want to talk about the campaign and, and the book itself. Yes. So, um, Peter, I just want to have a question. For Peter. So, what was it about Designated that attracted you to the project? Um, well, when I, when I met Mark years ago at a small uh, New York convention, uh, I mean, I, I was always about the art first and I was impressed with the art and, um, he gave me a script and I, I took the script home and read it and, uh, gave him a call and was like, this is a really good script. You know, it's, it's a beginning, middle and end. Uh, it's five issues, a complete story, and uh, I was very impressed because, you know, most of the time the stories weren't so great in the small independent books I was working on. So this was like, this is a step up. Let, let me go with this guy. <laughs> yeah, you know what? 2003 was very, like, I think, I feel like everybody was like, yo, I want to put my own book out. And you're right. Some of it wasn't, you know, it's not what you see today. Like today, I feel like the levels have, have definitely yeah. improved. But Mark, and I will say, because you know, I'm lettering the book, so I've read the script. It's it is, I agree with you, Peter. Very, very well, like well written, and it's definitely it moves. It has that, it's got a good pace to it. I, I definitely do like it. And I know that you so you mentioned going to that school, um, and we'll jump into that that campaign, uh, Mark. But I had a question for you as far as the writing part of it. Is that what you went there for? Was it writing? Was it creative writing? Was it or was it drawing? Did you draw? I went there to be a comic book artist. I didn't know at the time, young me did not know that the writer was a person that writes the story. I thought the artist was the one that controlled the story and made things happen. So that was one of the couple of things I learned at that school. It was what I learned in that school is mostly about the business and like outside of stuff as opposed to actual things learned in the school. Like when I went there, I was like, oh, the writer's the one that does the story. I'm a better writer than I am artist. I draw like an anchor. Those are the things I was told <laughs> as opposed to things I was taught. And I learned those are things I learned. Oh, for $2,000, you can make your own comic book. Okay. That kind of stuff. Right, right, right. You were like, all right, I'm out of here. Thanks. <laughs> I'm going to start doing my comic. That's what I need. I stayed, I stayed there the, the entire, uh, it was two, uh, two courses. So I stayed there the entire uh, year. I think it was a year and a half. But I stayed okay. there the entire time just to learn stuff and awesome. interact with people. So, yeah. And so, and so obviously you applied a lot of that to what you're doing today. And now we have, and now we, yeah, no, absolutely. And now we have the book designated, which is on Kickstarter right now. It's live for those uh, who might be interested in, you know, pledging to the campaign. There are 12 days left. We have uh, 30 backers. You have a $6,000 goal and you're more than halfway to it. So uh, this is it. This is the book. So tell us a little bit about designated Mark and uh, what, what it's about. So Designated is a small story. Um, it was written way back when, about 30, almost 30 years ago. Uh, at the time, I wanted to do something that was anti what everything else was going on. So if you remember the 90s, everything was explosions and images and, and, and going to the extreme and everything was all crazy at the time. So I was like, let me, let me make a small little story about some aliens that come that are fighting a war. 
the, the war finds its way to Earth. They're fighting over these uh, crystals that the uh, good aliens have possession of. The bad guys want it. Aliens come to Earth and they implant it into the humans and the humans get powers. That's the basics of the story. The bad guys come, stuff happens. It's a very short story. It happens about in the course of a day. Mm -hmm. the, 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 the meat and potatoes of the story. There's flashbacks and stuff like that, but it's really about a day which happens in the meat of the story. Um, at the time, a female-led superhero comic book was unheard of. I mean, right. there were very limited things you could look back then. So I can think of a TV show, which would be Xena, maybe Buffy in the 90s, maybe. Those are two things that pop off my head, but I can't yeah. name, you know, you say name a, a TV show, you can name a whole bunch of TV shows, how many of them were female-led? Mm -hmm. Probably those two is the only one I can think of. And the multi-ethnic um, cast is also something that wasn't done back then. Right. So that was, those were my, my basic uh, pulling points. This is what I want. I want to have a multi-ethnic cast because that's what I grew up with. I knew a whole bunch of people. I knew Asian. I knew um, Indian. I, that's who I was around. Yeah. So it made sense to make them all like that because to me, as I'm sure you guys are well, living in the tri-state area back then, Sam, everybody's just people yeah. <laughs> and right. they have like you know it's like oh it's a black movie well no it's just a regular movie with black actors it's right it's, yeah. it's, so that's what i did um and the other thing was i wanted to move uh, the book to make sense so i had a critical eye back then of things to make sense but i can say now i'm more critical over the years of watching all these tv shows and doing a show about all this stuff so back then i wanted stuff to make sense and that was the other thing so it's a little story about aliens that are coming in that makes sense and they gain powers and stuff happens and that's it. <laughs> what, what were your biggest challenges when you were writing it? Like when you, cause when you think, when you're talking about a story has to make sense, sometimes you get in your own way of telling the story because you're like, ah, oh, that doesn't make sense. Oh, that doesn't make sense. Oh, I can't do that. I can't do that. What were some of the challenges that you faced writing this story? The biggest challenge was every time I had an idea, the idea didn't necessarily fit in the position of the story that I was at. So I had to put it over there. And like, how do I get to that point? And then sometimes I never got to that point. I got close to that point, but I was trying my hardest to, to steer it in that direction. But every time I wrote any page was always, why did this happen? What do I need to happen? Why does what happened make me need to get to what happened? Which is why sometimes I had an idea and I never got around to it. Right. So the simple, simple thing is, why do they have powers? Okay, they have the gem planted in the head. So, and that was built off of what their powers are. And I made them kind of a mind-based power. So all was connected to that. Okay, so how do they get the, how do they get implanted? It has to be someone who has the skills to implant it into your brain. So what's the best way? Aliens. Aliens was big in the 90s. That was, that was <laughs> the thing. Aliens were big. Uh, I, I mentioned this on another stream. Um, there was that, that tape, the Jonathan Frakes alien invasion uh, the alien autopsy tape you guys remember yeah, that yeah, that, was, yeah. Oh, that was a big thing in the night so aliens all right so aliens so now like how did aliens get here well aliens crash in you know roswell new mexico in the 40s or whatever it is so i need to explain why it took him so long from the 40s to the 90s so he had to incorporate into the world he had to, he had to work his way up to be able to perform neurosurgery so he had to learn neurosurgery you don't learn neurosurgery over a day so i had that explained the time Right. And then I go, okay, so he, why is he here? Because he's running away from the other bad guys. How come the bad guys didn't get here? So I had to figure out why the bad guys didn't get here. And it just kept on leading to piece yeah. by piece by piece yeah. as to why, 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 why. So I think that was the biggest challenge. And sometimes you hit that wall mm -hmm. and you just got to step back and just sit and think, why, why, why? And you go, oh, I got an idea. And then you screw it in there. 
you know, you could have, you know, it's interesting your approach because when I was listening to you and then you listen to all of the, 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 um, <clears throat> the stories about alien probes, probing and abductions, you could have gone that route and just say they implanted it because they abducted everybody, <clears throat> inserted them, dropped them back on the planet. But you decided to go a different route, which were, were um, which was good story building because you added your own twist and you didn't just capitalize on what was trending. You know what I mean? So I thought it was, why that, why did you go that route rather than what was typically hurt? Everybody knew and heard I was abducted. They put a chip in me. I was abducted. They put a chip in me. I don't know. It just, it just, I guess it didn't occur to me. I guess that's the simplest answer. It didn't occur to, uh, it was on another stream and someone was like, well, shouldn't they, shouldn't the the probe be up the butt? (laughs) That's how you get it to the brain. I was like, well, that's, I never thought about that. You know, they just put it in the brain, you know, through the butt. So that was, it just never occurred to me. Oh, these silly YouTubers. Um, <laughs> hey, so, so Mark, in 30 years, right, you wrote this story 30 years ago. At any point, did you find whether it was because maybe somebody had done it already and you're like, oh, I got to go change that? Or at any point did you decide, you know what, I can tweak that. I'm a better writer today. Let me go in there and, and, and change that a little bit. Did you ever have any of that? Um, you know, it was a long time ago since you wrote So the problem is, is that it was already penciled also back then so it was it's almost impossible to change it so let's say for example you're making a movie you write the movie you film part of the movie so you have existing footage that you can't really change it's it's what it is so the so there has been a couple things from then to now because i had to reread it the whole story before we decided to go to kickstarter or zoop or whatever to make sure that it still holds up because if it didn't hold up i wouldn't be i wouldn't be able to put it out there so i read it over a couple things the infinity gems is the one thing that pops in my head because you know different crystals and they're chasing out the crystals i was like "Ah, right nuts (laughs) but it's different enough (laughs) right 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 so i can be like well it's different enough so i don't have to worry about it it's funny because um my one of the original things that I had come up with way back when was a comic book called uh, Force X, and that was before X Force came out. <laughs> so, and it was like probably a couple, let's say, not even a year. So I was like, I'm gonna make this comic. It's gonna be called Force X. It's gonna be awesome. And then X Force came. I was like, Ah, damn it! So that just <laughs> ruined everything. So that that luckily has not happened with this property. Good, good. Well, it's out now. So, you know, that, that's it. it. It's out now. Um, you want to just go into the page, Sam, so we can take a look at it. And uh, yeah, yeah. tell us about what talk uh, us a little through some of the things that we're going to be seeing uh, in the campaign. So, Sam, do you have a question for our letterer? <laughs> <laughs> How did you get on the project, George? Uh, Mark reached out to me. Um, actually, it just it goes into the, the Zook thing. Um, he had he, he reached out to me said hey George um, he had a couple of questions about it. I had just finished my my Wonder Dog campaign and he was talking about he was you know he was trying to put this out and I was you know I was excited about it because you know I knew about the project and so I was like holy cow that's cool man that you're gonna do this and he's like hey man would you like to letter it and I was like dude yeah all right cool let's do it and so I, you know I jumped on board and, and you know he he went ahead sent me the script um, sent me the pages and. And I was off and I'm having a blast just doing it. I'm actually, I was telling you yesterday, Mark, uh, I'm just, go, I got the uh, the pages pretty much, they're done. I'm just going back in there to make sure there aren't any, any mistakes. I maybe I placed some things in, in the wrong spot, covering too much art. Cause that's the other thing, like when I'm lettering, like just not covering some of the great artwork, man. Like Peter, you've done some amazing like inking on that. And I don't want to, I don't want to take away from that. Cause you know, the letter, the letter should be silent um, while telling the story. So. 
you know, it's it's been it's it's been it's been fun. So yeah, no, that's how I got involved in it. So for but, anybody who's a letterer in the industry, um, uh, you have your own book. You're lettering my book. You're lettering this project. You have other few projects. How do you multitask and how do you manage your time? Deadline. So I ask you guys, when do you need it by? And then I work around that. So depending on when things are needed is what gets, you know, gets going first. So like I knew, Sam, you needed yours by the 15th. I made sure that was done. I know this is going, I have at least 12 days before this goes to print. I would think, you know, by, by the time everything goes there. So I'm going to have it before that. But I know that I have that. Um, so yeah, it's all, it's all about the deadlines, man. Like you always just got to find out, hey, when do you need this by? And if I can do it by then, then I'll, I'll jump on. If I can't, then I, I can't. You know, I just can't do it. Um, that's, that's a very good tip. Uh, Pete, would you agree <laughs> with me that deadlines is more important than the quality of your work? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I love that answer. <laughs> no, <laughs> simple. <laughs> that was uh, awesome. Uh, as, the P, as the P, as the Palmiati thing just blinks, <laughs> it's like no. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Um, so, so what can people expect from this campaign? What are they getting? You know, walk us through it. So, right now, it's the first twenty-two uh, pages of the book. Uh, as I mentioned, the book is already fully written, fully penciled, mostly inked, partially lettered. So we have the ability by some miracle, we can make certain stretch goals that we can give you issue two, issue three, issue four, and issue five in this very campaign. Um, beyond that, we have um, a couple of small little things just to get people interested about the book. Um, we have, uh, what is it? Uh, original artwork, we have clay figurines, we have um, trading cards, just to try mm -hmm. and entice you to bribe you to get a, the book. So we go down. Um, I want to also mention a, a huge shout out, a huge shout out to our graphic designer, Abby Gabato. Uh, without her, this would not have been possible. And I always like to mention this. Um, she designed the, the logo. She designed the bottom little left-hand logo as well. Uh, Pete inked that image of me. Um, that was all yeah. her working. And She's she she pointed this out to me, which I love to mention because it's awesome. That even the placement of the names at the bottom, uh, two of those names are over her boobs, and that was on purpose. She did that on purpose, and she mentioned that to me. And she put the names on the boobs. So that's a graphic designer. That's that's her job right there. Um, that art, uh, the cover, that's the cover, um, is done by Babe Artist Francesco. He's most uh, well known for being on Savage G, She Dragon from Image Comics. He did tell me that he wanted to retweak it just a little bit. I have no idea what that means. That's why that's not the official, official cover, but it's going to look something like that. Nice. Who did the colors and on the cover, Mark? That would be um, the colors on the cover would be Francesco's guy. So um, actually what's interesting about that cover is that uh, normally um, Francesco only drew digitally in, even back when, when I had uh, had him draw that. So when I had Pete do the inks on it, it was his only time that he's ever been inked by somebody else. And it's probably one of the first times Pete ever did digital inking way back when. Wow. Damn. So yeah. Pete, are you inked digitally now or no? Well, I, I ink over digital pencils, so I have a really great printer I picked up uh, last year, and I just print out the the pencils myself and and Got it. start inking. 
Uh, it's not not something I was used to back then, and and it's only recently it's become more comfortable. Yeah, I got you. And then these are some of the colored pages, right, Mark? This is right. also now this is somebody else. These interior right. colors are somebody else. The interior colors is done by Hassan Godwin, who was uh, my friend from uh, the complex school, also the co-host of my original show. Is he going to continue to color the rest of it, or is that? That is the plan. That's okay. that's one one of the reasons why we have such a high uh, goal. I know a lot of people are like the goal might be a little high, because that's how much it's going to cost to do it. Um, one of the things that I, I uh, was a debate over the over the thirty years was make it black and white, make it color, make it five issues, make it one issue. It was all back and forth and up and down, and and so the decision is actually was was your uh, input for that, uh, George, to make it color and to use the Kickstarter to help fund the coloring. Yeah. So that was, that's uh, that's on that's on you right there. That's why it's why it's on you. <laughs> oh, that's on me. Damn. <laughs> so Anibal's asking, hey Mark, is there an estimated time span for the project to be completed, the whole run? It all depends. I mean, if like I said, by some miracle, if we actually manage to fund the entire five issues now, it can it can be done relatively easy. Uh, like I said, the pencils are done, inks are mostly done. So Pete is still every day. Pete's uh, throwing on some inks for one of those pages because he has all the original artwork. And it's funny because um, you, you get a stack of pages of 110 pages, Jeez. and you, they start getting mixed up over the years, and then. Um, you start pulling pages, right, Pete? How, how do you go about thinking the pages? Yeah. Like, do you go in order? Like, oh, what looks good today? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, the opportunity was me, for, for me to go in order. But, uh, I, yeah, I just randomly started pulling pages because everything's mixed up on my shelf. So <laughs> It's 110 pencil pages. That's amazing. So, the, so like you said, the whole thing is drawn. It's just a matter of getting it. Just think the inking and obviously my lettering and the coloring and all that other stuff. So yeah. yeah so how long does it take you to do uh, eighty-eight more pages, there, George? <laughs> I mean, when do you need them by? <laughs> See, there you go. <laughs> that that, there's your answer right there. <laughs> so um, yeah, no. So that's yeah, good question. I mean, because we always we always wonder like, how long is a project like this? You know, it's one hundred and ten pages. How long is that going to take? But you wrote it. It's drawn. It's just a matter of. Just the finishing touches right and, uh, so it's not like yeah, i'm it, doing it now it's almost there we're almost at the finish line if we yeah if we can get it fully funded then we can schedule it you know then right. we can figure out how long each of us will take and blah 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 you know yeah so Let's so see. throw us some money Listen let the other people sure. out there and you'll get your answer <laughs> So you have yeah. you have original original pages that you're you're given your your you have on the uh, campaign. Yeah, original pages. Uh, we're just giving them away. One hundred twenty dollars assigned by Pete. Uh, like wow. I said, they're they're actually physical. And what's actually cool about it is that the pages are in relatively good condition. That's something that someone brought up to me in one of the other streams. Like, it's those pages are super old, and there's hardly any yellow. They're very wow. they're very they're very good original artwork pages. I mean, Pete can attest to it how well and good they look. Jeez. Yep. That's crazy, man. Yeah. And then you have this figurine. Tell us a little bit about the figurine. Um, so the figurines, uh, we have the five-inch clay figurine as, as this, done by uh, Shadow Rather Art. So it's going to look like this. Uh, you get to pick any character from the book. So you get the, the five main characters or the bad guy. The bad guy's a little tall, so it'd be a six-inch, but basically it's five inches, a uh, clay figure. A custom-made hand design. These are... Um, they're not painted. They're actually made out of clay in that color, and then he oh, bakes shit. them. So they're really, 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 really nicely well done. 
So those aren't painted. They they already they come like that. Like he yeah. So he used red clay for the hair. He used pink clay for the tights. That's that's how he uh, he puts it together. Interesting. Okay. And then so he actually, it. So yeah. So you won't you won't you won't even degrade over time because that's the color of the clay. It was not painted. Huh. Interesting. Put that at the bottom of the screen again. No. Yeah, nice. Yeah. It's really nice details. And this is the yeah. five inch. So this is what it looks like. You and get that's something like. That's the protagonist, right? That's the main. This is this is Sunburst. This is my yeah. mascot um, for the radio show. This is oh, my first mascot. character that's ever been published uh, in War of the Independence issue number one huh. for Red Anvil Comics, and she's been with me for longer than the designated characters are. She was actually oh. drawn and created back in the uh, in the school that I went to. Gotcha. And she's just been a favorite of mine, and she actually. Is uh, not only was she my first published uh, character ever, but she was uh, also in a crossover that I managed to do, which was the Sunburst Fader crossover with uh, Mariano Nicieza, which is uh, uh, Fabian's brother, co-creator of Deadpool. It's mm -hmm. a War of the Independence issue number two, Phaser Sunburst crossover that we got done, and that was 2010, if I'm not mistaken. So I, I got my book that. first published. And it was my first time ever getting my you know my character out there, but it still wasn't something that was all mine so it was a crossover so it was a collaboration between me mariano and myself so it wasn't the same as if you're doing it all on your own and um i remember when we got the reviews back for that book seeing as how i had very limited input beyond the idea of the story and what my character did the those reviews were rough but the best part was that they were like you know we hate all this but the story wasn't that bad. I was like, the story wasn't that bad. That's me. Yay. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> so um, yeah, see, I took a little, I'm sure the, the, the reviewer did not mean it for that way, but man, I was like, this is a great review. <laughs> you were like, I'll take it. I'll take it. There you go. Exactly. The story. That's me. Oh man. So did, um, did, uh, your graphic designer also design the uh, logo designated? Yep. Was she that designed uh, that logo designated. And that's something I didn't know I needed. They're like, oh, who's going to design a logo? I was like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, yeah, you need somebody. I told her you just put the letter. No, you have to design it. You have to go and, and do that. And I was like, holy crap. So she's like, yeah, I'll do that. And she did that. Amazing, amazing job. Like I said, um, with the ups and downs, a lot, of, a lot of times the question is, can you do it on your own? Mm -hmm. And so she and you, George, and um, we're, we're a little the last pieces of the puzzle that we can actually get to this point. Yeah. So even without... Without that, I wouldn't I wouldn't be here right now. So without you guys putting in that extra effort, wouldn't have yeah. happened. Nah, man, I was happy to do it, bro. I was happy to do it. I was, you know, no, no big deal. Can't wait for you to get this uh, funded and done, and then that way we can, you know, get the full full story. Because thirty years in the making, dude, that's that's a long time. Now, yeah. now I had a question for you about <laughs> Zoop. I, I know that you were that was one of your um, you were you were debating on which one to go. Kickstarter, Zoop, you know, Indiegogo, maybe even. Right. What? Um, so, what made you make that final decision? Say, okay, I'm gonna go to, I'm gonna go to Kickstarter. Forget <laughs> Zoop, I'm gonna go there. It was actually the guy in charge of Zoop. Um, so we had him on the, we had him on the show. Um, I talked to him, I interviewed him. Very nice guy, very uh, uh, passionate, and he has a great idea of why you know should, why you should check out Zoop. Uh, one of the things was they, they don't have algorithms. They're very uh, comic book focused and they want to publish uh, they want to promote everything as possible so if you go on the zoop now they have a very small uh, limited campaign of what's there everything's on the first page and if you look up their social media they are promoting multiple times a day for the for that stuff 
So I was talking to him after the show and I was like, Hey, I have an idea. He goes, well, let me see what you got. And we talked about it. And he was like, and he said this, and he was like, come back to me when you're a little more finished. And mm-hmm. then we'll talk about coming back on. So I was like, well, that sucks. I want to do it now. <laughs> so do I, so can I actually get more of this done? And the answer was like, I probably can't make get more of this done unless we actually go forward. So one of the ideas I had was that if we just get the first issue done, I can go to Zoop and be like, look, first issue is done. Can we, can we try to get for the other ones for mm-hmm. two, three and four, if we don't get that far? So, and he was like, yeah, he was very open to us coming back and we had a great conversation. So that was why, cause he's like, we're not, you're not ready for us yet, which in his defense, I have to say it makes sense because they want to make sure everything on their platform funds. So if he wasn't a hundred percent, a hundred and ten percent confident that it would fund, he didn't want to take that chance. And that makes sense to me mm-hmm. because you're the new guy on the block. You don't want to have people saying, I went to Zoop and I didn't fund. Right. So I'm like, you know what? I give props to you. And he, you know, he didn't say it was sucks. He didn't say it was terrible. He goes, it just needs a little more, a little more polish on it. That's right. fair enough. Right, right. So when when he said it's not finished, it just meant that the book, maybe you wanted it to have to ha- or have the color. And the at the, yeah, at the time, the we didn't have the colors. We didn't have the letters. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So here you are. You're on, you're on Kickstarter. And uh, yeah. And yeah, man, listen, you have what? 12, what is it? 12 days, did we say? 12 days. So we, I forgot that we uh, launched in, uh, at noon. So I always count the day as a day. So we're actually, the day already passed because we passed noon. So we're, uh, we should be at 12 days now, right. even though in my head I'm 13. 13, right, right, right. Yeah, no, it's been, listen, these campaigns, man, it's like they're nerve wracking. So you're like constantly looking at this freaking campaign. You're constantly looking at the, at the uh, you know, where are we, where are we, where are we, what's the percentage, what's the percentage? Um, so hopefully, I, I think listening. Pete's more uh, more worried than I. Am. <laughs> <laughs> man, I, tell I wanted to, teacher. I wanted to fund. I got two campaigns going. I want them both to fund. I want I want the issues in my mail. You know, <laughs> I want the whole thing. So for me, uh, I, I've mentioned this on a couple of streams. It's like at this point, I'm like, I just want to get it done. Mm-hmm. I feel like um, a pregnant woman. That's overdue. That's well past her due date. Like you just want to get the baby out. I'm not excited about the baby anymore. You know, everything's already. I already have all the, the stuff down. You know, I got the crib. I already got the bassinet. I got all the the streamers. I got all the clothes. I got the diapers. I just want to have the baby. I just want to get it out there. So that's where I'm at right now. I'm like, you know what? Let's just get it out. Right. Yeah. No, I hear you, man. I hear you. Hey, thirty years is a long time to have this uh, this story in your head or even to have, you know what it is? The pages are done. So it's like you're seeing physical pages, but you still just can't get it out into, into the market. Yeah, and, and, and hopefully this this will be, this will be it. This will, this will do it. And I got to tell you, like circumstances, yeah. it made me feel like, wow, this is, this time it actually might happen for real. Because there's mm-hmm. been other times like I've gotten real close. I've gotten, you know, we've gotten there. We're almost there. We have deals. We have agreements. We have people who who have money, who aren't publishers, don't know what they're doing. We have people who say they're publishers who don't have money. We have people who are publishers but don't have money but know what they're doing. We have people who have deals. It's been through a lot, a lot of stuff, ups and downs. And so now this time it's all on me. So the question is, can we do it? The answer Mm -hmm. is yes. Can Can we get to this part? The answer is yes. So right now, this very minute, I can say that I've done the best that I possibly could. I've done everything I could do to get this done. So if we don't make it, there'll be no regrets because I'm like, I did the very best I could and I just came up short. And sometimes that happens. Yeah. But All right. Yeah. So that's a great question. So, uh, well, 
response. If you don't make it, any plans of going to Indiegogo or another platform and try it again, uh, or you know, what are your options if it, say it doesn't? I, I right now I'm like, I don't know if I can go through this uh, endurance because I gotta tell you, uh, like I said, we're <laughs> 17 days in. That's 17 days of streams, at least at least an hour per stream, sometimes more throughout the day. Yeah, it's really, really grueling. I find that that's more grueling than anything I've done so far, just trying to get and promoting it. So can I go through all this one more time and still do the radio show and still do all the other stuff? I don't know if I have it in me. So uh, <laughs> let, me, let me see when we get to the end and see what happens. Anybody says, have you had any other ideas? and or project that you have started on or want to get started on well yeah the sunburst thing i always wanted to get the sunburst out there and like all the other stuff the dragon force the the drag uh the, the force x became force dragon x. force that's that's the i had to change the name so it became dragon force and i would like to see that happen one day but right now um somebody had asked me on, on one interview or one of the streams they were like uh what would you make now I'm like, I wouldn't make another superhero because I have all that already. Right. So I would just like make stories. And the one story that, that popped in my head was like, um, are you guys familiar with the Mandela effect? The yeah. Mandela effect, yeah. Yeah. That you remember something that's yeah. different from what it was, and a lot of people remember that. So it goes off in the idea, hey, it's maybe it's like an alternate universe type thing. So I have an idea, which, I mean, it's just an idea. It's not fleshed out or anything, so whatever. Um, that the protagonist and the villain is the same person because he has the ability to swap places with himself in a different universe <laughs> wow yeah that's cool develop that that's awesome. so, so that's just a story you know it's <laughs> yeah. not like a character or this yeah. it's just yeah. a story of what could happen and you think hey if you had the ability to swap places with yourself in a different universe who's doing better than you would you answer yeah. hell yeah. yeah but then on this on the flip side if you're having a better life and somebody swaps places with you, who's yourself, they become the bad guy. Right. No, that's perspective. So, one other thing, because you're a writer, and maybe you've answered this, and maybe I, I just don't remember. Uh, we've had conversations before. But this project designated, have you ever considered writing it as a prose? No. I don't, I don't think I have that ability to write as a prose because when I'm writing it, I think of it as a comic book. It's just, I don't know why, but I just started writing it as a comic book. Mm -hmm. And with, you know, panel, description, dialogue, panel, description, dialogue. And sometimes it's more than one panel that the stuff happens in and then they, there's a break for the, the speaking. So I just found that that's how I write and that's how I've always written. And um, actually, uh, as, as I've talked to, uh, with Pete, we had a, an almost Marvel story to, to go work for Marvel. And I, and I love telling this story because mm. it, it, it's a lot, it's a, it's a life lesson for you kids out there. Yeah. Uh, Pete approached me uh, many years ago to, uh, to work for Marvel. And he was like, Hey, um, do you want, you want to tell the story, Pete? Um, essentially like, uh, you know, I was, I was always looking for inking work and, you know, eventually they, they run dry. The editors run dry and it's like, we don't have anything. Uh, so they started suggesting doing a pitch. Uh, you know, I got the same thing through uh, DC, you know, when I was there. And uh, I was like, okay, let's do a pitch. Uh, and I went to Mark and I was like, they, they want me to do a pitch. You know, let's, let's just figure out what characters and, and we'll get an artist and, and I'll ink it. And uh, so um, 
we got Brian Brian Kong and to pencil it, and I was an anchor, and Mark wrote what a full script. You could tell that one. I, I wrote the full <laughs> twenty-two uh, pages, but we only uh, worked on the first, I think, five, maybe six pages. So the first five, six pages was actually penciled ink. Brian yeah. Kong, Peter Palmiotti inks, and I have to say, out of all the stuff I've ever done, that was the most a the most beautiful work I've ever seen of in my head to actually seeing it. It looked a million times better than what actually came out and it flowed it was just such a great flow. I was like wow we're gonna work for marvel this is really good it's, <laughs> it was a concept that was outside of the the regular marvel universe so i'm like you know i didn't have to worry about you know messing up somebody else's stuff it was characters that was basically unused left to the side um it was uh the last issue of the second what if series mm. uh for marvel where if the superheroes had stayed on the beyond the world in secret wars yeah. and they had kids and it was a story in the what if of what happened to the kids and them coming back to the regular mc marvel 616 comic book world mm -hmm. and it ended on that note so like i could pick up right there so it gave me the freedom to to play around with some characters have some new characters to work with who only was defined in that one issue so i didn't have to you know do tons of research i just read that issue over and over and over and over again and i felt it, it flowed it was like i said it was the most beautiful stuff i've ever seen and i wish i knew where those pages were now i really yeah. wish i knew where those pages were but obviously i'm not working for marvel so, <laughs> uh, so what happened when you guys presented Brian, yes Yes, yes, Pete. What happened when 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 that pitch came in? Um, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, like Marvel. Like I, I know, like Dave Ryan. Dave Ryan pitched a bunch of stuff, which he still talks about to this day. Like. Oh, I had this Punisher story, and I pitched it to Marvel, and they never did it. I had this um, Deathlock story, and and it would have been awesome, but they never used it, and blah blah blah. Um, they, you know, like they they can only publish so many books. They only have so many editors, and yada yada yada. You know, there was never a spot never opened. Essentially, <laughs> so. So you guys, so, so you guys went through. You wrote it, Mark. Brian drew it, penciled it, and then six you pages. inked it six pages, and then you inked it, yeah. and then nothing, nothing came of that. Damn. Yeah. And, <laughs> and if I remember the the, the dagger in, in the back, the little twisting part was they like, mm. oh, it looks good, but we're kind of going to do something with the Secret Wars. It's going to be the anniversary, which they never did. And what else do you got? <laughs> I had nothing. That was it. <laughs> oh, dude, that's crazy. I mean, I, I mean, I would have loved to have seen sequentials by Brian Kong. You know, because he's known for yeah. you know, you know, one shots, right, and splash images and Trading character designs, and, yeah. and um, I would love to have seen a sequential project with that. Yeah, I, I wish. I wish. <laughs> yeah, he, he probably still has them, though. He probably I'm does. Pretty sure Brian has the pages. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, pretty sure. You can ask him. <laughs> yeah, no, and, and Peter, just a quick, just a side here, just a little side. So retro is your book. Is that something that you penciled and you obviously did your own inks and stuff like that, or what, what's what's retro, real quick? But um, the issue one is I, I I got a friend of mine to pencil it. Um, mm -hmm. 
he's gone on to painting and illustration. So with issue two on, because it's going to be an ongoing series, I'm going to be doing everything. So oh, cool. I'm writing, inking, coloring the first issue. With the second issue on, I'll also be penciling. Um, and uh, yeah, the, the first issue is... It's mostly done. I got to sit down and really color it. I got to learn how to use my tablet better and blah, blah, blah. Um, but, uh, you know, it's like I'm trying to balance, you know, doing work for a living and bringing in extra money to finance the stuff I, I need to finish off the issue. Yeah. Um, right. You know, get merchandise and printing and shipping and all that. Um so, you know, uh, I'm looking to, I did a quick Kickstarter, five-day quick Kickstarter um, back in 2019 just for initial funding. I'm going to deliver on that uh, and then do it a full-fledged Indiegogo. Awesome. So, awesome. Good stuff. Look forward to that. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure, man. For sure. Like I said, we, we're definitely going to have to have you guys on the show one-on-one and just deep dive into your careers and what you've been doing. Right. It's the that. stories that are fascinating. You guys, each of you have unique histories that, yeah. uh, you know, it's, it's great um, for the viewer and the listeners to uh, learn about. I mean, I think that's the fascinating part about, um, and stuff that we, I never knew about you guys, which is pretty awesome. I know. Awesome, man. Awesome. But I guess, I guess this is the time of the show, right, Sam? The yeah. pitch. Yeah, it's the pitch. So, uh, um, Mark, I'm going to give you the screen. And uh, yeah, this is your time to uh, give us the elevator pitch. Why should uh, people get designated and where can they find you on social media? So uh, go for it. All right. So why should you get my book? First of all, it is fully written, uh, fully penciled. So it's a full story. That's one of the things that uh, we have going for us as opposed to other, uh, other creators. Um, no, 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 no shade against them. But the, the book is actually done, so you can get the full story if uh, we're lucky enough. Um, it's about aliens, the very small, uh, subdued story, um, superheroes in a very low-key sort of way. Uh, if you enjoy science fiction, um, a little drama, a little comedy, a little bit of action, I think you'll enjoy the book. Uh, I've been doing this for uh, having this baby for 30 years, and I like to have it delivered. <laughs> You can come out and you can enjoy what uh, what I've enjoyed and what other people who have read the script and seen the, the pages will like. Uh, as to where to find me, www.itcameforradio.com. Um, it's the easiest way. You can just Google It Came From the Radio. Usually we're on the first page. Uh, a new show every week. Uh, release it on Monday. Uh, we have a Patreon page. You can sign up for that. Get a little shout out. Uh, but check out our designated book. And as I've always, always said, if you are unable to financially support it in any way, shape, or form, we have a low thing as a dollar. If you can't afford a dollar, it's okay. Share it out there. Let other people know because someone who you know who doesn't know about this project might be able to help make it a reality. Outstanding. And you are Coast Guard Reserves? Oh, uh, so that's a, that's, a, that's a story from uh, my movie theater <laughs> days. I worked at Blockbuster for 10 years. I worked at a movie theater for 10, uh, for 10 years. So as a movie theater, they have um, different... Um, departments so you have the box office department you have the concession department you have the usher department and i started off as a peon in both places and i worked my way up to manager so i started as a peon in the movie theater and I worked my way up to booth manager so i was the one actually running the projection booth at a time uh, i started off working with actual film which is an amazing experience to put the film in there and when you put it backwards or that kind of stuff and like in the old movies where the the film falls all over the place i've had that happen i had like there's this like this giant spool 
and I was trying to fast forward the movie faster to get it ready for the next uh, showing, and it slid off the oh. platter. So the film was literally a pile of film <laughs> on the floor, <laughs> and I had to play the movie. So the movie is actually playing for the customers downstairs, and it's all crumpled up. And just imagine, so I had to cut and stick and cut and what? stick and cut and stick while the movie's playing. So that kind of thing <laughs> does happen and has happened. It's, it's awesome. one of those one of those crazy things. That is fantastic. Um, so awesome. when I was, so the employees, for some reason, they really did. Oh, I've talked to them years later. They're like, oh, you were our favorite manager there. You were the best manager. I don't know. I was just, I was just working there. But they always used to call me on the radio. And I used to always get pissed off because I'm doing my job. And I'm like, look, you have your own department head. Go contact them first. And they never understood it. So I was like, look, you have to look at it as like the military. You have the Army, the Navy, the Air Force, Marines, and the Coast Guard. So the Coast Guard is the last guy you call. But then you have the Army Reserves, the Navy Reserves, the Air Force Reserves. So you got to call everybody else before you get to me. So I am Coast Guard Reserve. And that's the sign I took from the theater when the theater closed down, Mr. Torres, Coast Guard Reserve. So people knew that they had to call everybody else to handle all the problems until they got to me. And then by then, the problem was too late to get resolved anyway, so don't call me. <laughs> wow. That's that fantastic. That's awesome. Oh, guys, it, I mean, Peter, where can people find you? I am Peter Palmietti everywhere. Mostly I'm on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Outstanding, guys. Um, again, a fascinating interview. We got to have you guys back individually. I love talking to your stories. Guys, check out uh, Designated. The link is in the chat. It's also in the summary. Thank you guys for being on Cast the Craze, brothers. Thank you. Thank you, you for having us. No problem. Come back soon, all right? One-on-one. All right. Ooh, so that, was, awesome. that was the two of the team behind designated and uh, I still have George here uh, who's lettering the book, but I uh, know I love the interview. I love the story behind it. Uh, guys, check it out. Uh, you know, um, you know, we both know what it's like to be sitting on a project for years and then wanting to come see it come to fruition. So I could just imagine what he's going through right now. It's 12 days left, 30 backers. Um, uh, let's get, let's make that bad boy funded. A lot of great people working on it too. So, and people that we all know. Yeah, no, I mean, listen, thirty-seven ninety is not not bad, man. I mean, the goal is sixty-one twenty-eight, um, and they have twelve days to do it. August thirtieth at twelve oh one p.m. is the last day. That's a Tuesday, so um, so definitely, definitely uh, check it out. You know, throw some money at it, help him Word. get his book out there. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And uh, um, again, um, what's up, ASAP Imagination? Uh, um, we, we played your promo. I don't know if you, you checked, you saw it this morning uh, when we started the show, but, um, a lot of great stuff happening. Um, more campaigns coming down the pike. We got some sponsors of the show that we're going to be, um, shouting out in the next couple of weeks. Um, so, uh, a lot of good stuff happening. Absolutely. And don't forget tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. We're going to be 9 live once again with the morning brew. Episode so, uh, 25. Yeah. Damn 25. So check us out tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. 8 a.m., uh, I guess, Central Standard Time. So, uh, yeah, no, we're going to be on live tomorrow. And big shout-out to uh, to everyone who came on the chat today. Gilbert, Anibal, Paul. Um, who else was in here, Sam? Uh, Marky Mark, obviously, was in here. Well, Annelies, big uh, shout-out to her. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, yeah, I came on late, so check it out. Yeah, much love, much love, definitely. Paul's hysterical, man. I go back and forth on, on DM sometimes. He's, he's a good guy. Yeah, make sure you guys check that out as well. Um, his Anyone Con is happening August 25th and 26th. 
So make yep. sure you check that out. Follow him on social media, ASAP Imagination. Paul Hayden, really good, really good guy. Um, and yeah, man, that, that's all I got for today, Sam. Yeah, and don't forget, if you haven't signed up already, please do sign up for the launch of this Nailing in My Toilet. We're at 71, trying to get to 100. The goal is to get to 100 before we launch on September 20th. This one's going to be bigger, better, funnier than the last two. And I appreciate every single one of you. And again, thank you for everybody who's gotten us to 100,000 views. Those of you who are watching in silence who haven't subscribed, we appreciate you. 70% of our viewership are non-subscribers. So we appreciate you to getting us to 100,000. But we hope that you subscribe one day. It doesn't cost you a thing. Um, yeah, so with that said, I am Sam the Crazy Man, Burr. George the Dreamer Medina. See you in the morning. And we out. Crazy. Yes. <laughs> 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 no, I was talking about my friend, Aquisa. Oh. Say my name, say my name. Right? <laughs> <laughs> this is what you were thinking? <laughs> Oh, You're listening to Catch the Craze. You're listening to Catch the Craze. You are listening to Catch the Craze. On this craze. You're listening to Catch the Craze.